Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast. It's a weekly podcast where we figure out what we think about everything. And my name is Quarantine Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. Normal Ivanka Magic. I this, this week, if you see the video, <laughs> uh, not that anyone can possibly see it unless they're a, a Patreon supporter. Um, because, like, who's going to log on to Twitch in time to see it? I don't know. We're live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Michael Forrest, every week on Friday at 10 o'clock UK time. Um, we this Yeah, so you can see that I've got my curtains. If I open the curtain, it's London. Until the light gets adjusted, uh, this and that's what we're talking about this week. F London, F star 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 ing London, possibly F star K ing London, frickin London, frickin London, frickin London. I'm so <laughs> just found myself. I've been out of the city for six weeks, and I've come back, and I've just remembered some things that have. Uh, it just upset me about this place for the last 20 years and I just thought let's let's figure out do I actually like it here do I want to live yeah. here and Ivanka obviously moved out many years ago <laughs> we used to live quite near each other in the sort of Camden uh, Highgate no, wait Hampstead areas um, but now you know she disappeared off to Brighton and now even further afield so we're just going to cover some stuff I um when you suggest the topic, one thing that I have been thinking all week is that I do love London, though. <laughs> I really do. But maybe it's distance that makes the it heart grow stronger. Be. It could be. Just from a distance, it's easier to love. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. So, yes, I'm looking forward to this episode. No, it's, um, it's definitely got a lot going for it. Um, but it's just other, other, other problems. <laughs> Worth, Are the problems yeah, worth it? Yeah. The price. And we'll talk about, you know, there's the price, there's the travel, there's the whole vacant property thing and there's gentrification and just people generally being forced out of the nice areas and further and further. Everyone just like lives further and further apart. Um, the sort of gating off of the wealthy that they get to sort of have their own separate little world while we just have to kind of like go to, to Iceland. And um, it's not even in the... EU anymore so it's just like no, that's true there's just all this stuff it's just it's starting to feel more and more cursed this place so with that let's uh, play the next bit of music how's it going Ivanka? It is going pretty well, I'd say. Holiday, Ivanka. Uh, yeah, Quote. not quite. <laughs> it just means that no one expected me at any particular time. Um, but as my child pointed out, Mummy, it doesn't fit. It feels just like a normal day <laughs> as I disappear off into the office to do a couple of things. I'll be mm. back in a minute. Um, so, yes, I'm. there's always things I'm doing them. And because uh, there's still the book, there's still the... Uh, working out what to recommend this organization that I looked at doing a bit of coaching training for and but but it has been nice mm. let me tell you I have done I'm doing every morning wake up 5 30 take dogs out with Nick then I come back and I might like potter in the garden tie mm. up a few tomato plants the tomatoes are in abundance now um, and and then for this Saturday, that's tomorrow morning, I'm going for my first sort of 
much more organised, eco-protesty beach clean. With there will be divers cleaning the sea wow. and various people cleaning the land. Uh, I'm going with a friend. Nick was willing to come, <laughs> but he was like, "It's going to be very hot." I was like, "Yeah, you're not really supposed to be out." And okay, so I'm going to. I asked my friend. She and I are going on bicycles. We're a bit dubious about whether or not we'll be able to survive the cycle ride back mm. due to the heat. But you know, <laughs> what is the temperature uh, there at the moment? Is well, it it's not. Just, it, it's in the 30s, and it's it's very hot. It's very bright sunshine, but it's mm. very burny very burny at the moment mm. so uh a little bit bernie so, yes. sanders a, bit, um, <laughs> a little bit bernie uh so but i'm really i am looking forward to it i'm going with the uh the cleaning bears cleaning bears that's the yeah. name of your it, they're called they're an organization called the cleaning bear, the chisteci medvedici well so not not a not a roll off the tongue that's a lot of Ang- syllables Anglo Saxon speaker. yeah the <laughs> cleaning english the cleaning teddies <laughs> um so it's more like cleaning teddies i suppose rather than cleaning bears but anyway they are they're quite nice and sociable uh, but i haven't actually managed to make it to any one of their organized things because travel from an island etc but i thought for this one because it's a bit campaigny because there's this a bay near Split that it there's a, the campaign is called the town that wants to live. Mm. So the, it's uh, and there's been various attempts to get politicians to take it seriously and deal with the eco side that's happening in the area. They're not. So we're going to show the idea is to go along, do a clean up, and show what people can do when they're willing to do something, mm. and hopefully get some get some noise. Mm. So. You know, if I put anything on the Instagrams this weekend, even if you don't understand it, please do like it. Okay. <laughs> like, so and share, podcast, like and share. Like and share. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. Um, cool. But, uh, yes, I'll do a bit of that. And so I'm very excited. And hopefully I'll make some make, make some friends. Splendid. I mean, come on. And how are you, Michael? How um, was your week? Uh, it's okay. We flew back to London and we are in quarantine for 10 days and we've done our day two test, which is... Uh, stick the thing up your nose five times. <coughs> it's like, you've got to love something that says, if you do this correctly, you will gag. If you do this part correctly, you will cry. It's like, cool. <laughs> Looking forward really? to that. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I've, uh, so we've done that and we're getting like these calls from the NHS every single day. Although mine seem to have dried up because they, but they they go they run through this whole like identical script every time as well. You sort of just got to. It's basically this could be done by a robot, really. This call, uh, but they it's sort of like. Do you just can we proceed with yes? And you're just like sort of saying yes. Are you quarantining? Did you take a test today? Yes. Was the test the test was negative, and um. But yeah, we're doing that. Although they seem to have given up on me. Like they tried, they tried, they they made it ring like twice yesterday, and then they rang Sharon's number, which I think I put as the second number. Well, the day before, and then yesterday they like rang her number first, and she said, "Can you like use the primary number? It's fine." <laughs> and then they just never rang. It's like okay, they've just given up on me. Um, they put, they've put you on a don't talk to him list. Apparently, well, that's good. It saves me a good five minutes a day of uh, sort of having the phone on speaker, trying not to miss the the one percent of the uh the time that i actually need to be listening um but there's that it's but like just in contrast to where you are it's just you know it's cold here 
and it's like I'm having to get used to putting like layers on again even though it's supposed to be the summer it's like 20 degrees 19 degrees and but like speaking of gardens as well Michael and Ivanka's gardening podcast we um yeah like that front garden I don't know how in six weeks it's turned into a jungle but it has but we did see that the holly bush that we moved uh, is just dead now and uh, <laughs> it's kind of overgrown so um it's but it's it's we, we've got to get to that but i think it's going to like rain all week so it's fine but in other news you know the the, the football i've not been really paying attention but it's quite interesting that there's italy versus england so i have to pick a side is it sharon or is it england and what are the consequences of making that choice? Who knows? <laughs> but you were saying uh, it sounds like the England team is doing quite well in yes, terms yes, of values yes. at the are, moment. The, the my age children of on their own WhatsApp group had a discussion where you know we were we were raised by our father to support Croatia as a football <laughs> team, uh, and you know we've always observed the uh, English football team with some scepticism in that kind of like glory boys overconfident la 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 and they are you know it's not and they're not often fun to watch i have to say people can argue i don't mind uh but this this team play as a team uh mm. they are they seem to be good people so mm. i think i've noticed a lot of noise on twitter about them being too woke mm. they're the secret weapon of the woke like rightly so hmm football we've had this conversation where footballers should like Oh, like use their position they have an mm. enormous amount of power and influence yeah. and this lot are using it for good things so oh, very good. i'm all for them okay. so yes i shall be cheering away massively on sunday <laughs> for england as our house is filled with italians <laughs> we're, we, we're having a, gar- a garden viewing of the because uh, we've got but we've invited some italians around okay so. well we hope it all ends up ends uh, peacefully. Hope it doesn't devolve into a fist fight. Uh, conversely, <laughs> well, to you, I was I, I'm sort of less interested in football. I guess I will watch it or kind of half watch it or something on the Sunday. But I was because because unlike you, I was brought up by my father to detest football. <laughs> on the grounds of snobbery <laughs> primarily so london london when did you first move to london i well i got my first job commuting to london in the year 2000 or 99 i can't remember 99, precisely okay. so that's when i started commuting up from brighton every day uh and much has changed. <laughs> so the first office I worked in was by the now non-existent Kings Cross Thameslink train station. Right. Uh, so, and it was proper ropey in terms of location, office, all of that. But great yeah. place to work. And then, uh, yeah. So that's when I started hanging out in London a lot. Mm. But actually moving. Uh, I don't know, but it's a bit blurry, to be honest, because, you know, occasionally there might have been a boy that I liked, so I might mm. stayed over a lot and sort of like pseudo lived in mm, London. <laughs> right. Based on the which boy, you know, staying at a boyfriend's house type moving to London. Mm. So, yeah, I'd say, I'd say 
99, 2000s when I started becoming right. very at home in London. Yeah. So I was like 2001, I think, or 2000, 2001. So I guess we started around a similar time, but then you left for back for Brighton in what, 2009 or 8 or 7? Uh, no, I but I didn't move fully to London properly till I do you know I can't remember. It's terrible, <laughs> isn't it? Maybe two thousand two. I rented yeah, my yeah. first okay. place, something like that, where I was full time. I lived in Hackney uh, first, yeah, and then uh, me um, too, yeah, and then I. <laughs> Should we do really? like oh whereabouts? Oh, on Graham Road. Uh, I was like Hackney uh, Wick, so quite oh, a way Hackney out. Wicks. Mm. <laughs> Barely Hackney. Now that's uh, the only place anyone can live in East London, Hackney Wick, and it's really expensive, and it's not a place anyone should really live because it's I all live, you can't really get anywhere. I uh, just li- I live right next to Victoria Park, but I've always cycled. Yeah. I've always walked, hmm. so I, you know I know it quite well. And then, um, but when did I probably? Yeah, two thousand and nine. Right. Was when I, 2008, 2009, you're right, well remembered, is when I moved back to Brighton properly and never moved back to London mm. after that, was after my back went. Right. I found myself in my flat in Hampstead thinking, do you know what, I can't really get to the shop without crying and you can't call somebody and go, can you just come round because everyone's an hour away. Yeah, and here is the crux of London. The, the, the myth of London is that it's one place, but and and like <laughs> but it's not like if someone lives in east london someone lives in north london someone lives in south london you might as well be living in separate cities as far as i'm concerned and anyone like i used to go when i first moved to london i lived in hackney but my 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 best well bruce lived down in um in brixton and so so like i'd go out in brixton usually i'd come down to brixton but i'd stay the night there like i wouldn't be like traveling back on the yeah, yeah, you try yeah. and travel back on the night bus in 2001 like from freaking brixton to hackney you're gonna it's sketchy and it takes a long time and you're drunk and it's just it was just it was only really possible because of that spare room they had and this idea that you're gonna and I, like the thing that spurred this episode on was I came back and, and my friend uh, Graham um, like invited me to come and play his first. He was he wants to play Dungeons and Dragons. And I was like, OK, let's, I've seen it on Community and I've seen it like well presented in a couple of places. I'm going to maybe I'll give it a go. He wants to be the dungeon master. But I was like, OK, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Cause I haven't been I've been away. I haven't seen seen him for a while. I, I'll go and do it. And then but then I look, it's like it's going to be in Wood Green. I'm like, I look at the travel. It's like. Sunday evening, it's going to take me 55 minutes to get there on a bike or by tube. And then 55 minutes back. And, and it's like, I, I like my Sunday because we watch a film on Sunday and we have some popcorn and it's just going to eat my whole day. And I am sick of this feeling that I am somehow a bad person for not liking how fucking long it takes to get anywhere in London and how no one can just live near each other like why can't we just all live in freaking Soho and freaking like Soho Covent Garden like I don't know like why isn't it that the situation why is it freaking like Crystal Palace Hackney Wick um Walthamstow Acton like all these places that are like an like 45 minutes from central London on different sides of the map and if you want to have any friends forget if you want that casual friend or if you want someone to just pop over forget it it's London and everyone just you know 
and also the thing that used to sorry this is a rant isn't it the, the other thing that used to like as a as a as someone's trying to put on gigs i just realized like people they go out after work so everyone works like relatively centrally but they'll go after work they'll they'll sort of just start drinking and then they'll just need to get home like and then that's it for the evening whereas if you actually yeah. live near nearby you could go home have a sit down watch the telly have your dinner and then come back out and have a sit around and just like have a like a quiet pint instead of it always having to be this really like pressured intense thing in town and how long are you gonna last and like which which it is and just i just you know we were in rome and just seeing and even milan as well like you just see like like la vita piazza sharon called it like just the square life like people just hang out in the squares and and like they live there they live in the city and they can hang out in the square and have a drink outside there's some vendors on the side or milan has this area really close to where sharon's parents live and that's called city life which is actually like a bit of a corporate-ish development but it's got this huge park and you just go there and you just see people from of all ages from all different backgrounds all like milling around some work there most people are just like living around people working where they live is just doesn't exist in london and it's miserable (laughs) In terms of friendships, in terms of someone being able to come over at short notice if you've, your back's causing you trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. <laughs> you're feeling better now. <sighs> I don't know if you I'm take finished, a deep breath. Yeah, sorry that that was ranty, but like, I just, I just needed to get it off my chest. I'm so sick of it. Like, why do I have to feel bad that London is broken, that London is just poisoned by money? Like, and no one can actually live in it anymore. I think, like, I think the thing that you said that made resonated mm. i know or the thing that i was uh, made me think was the bit that where you said you've got people of different ages and different backgrounds in the park together and that it, london is very tribal mm. you go to different areas to see different kinds of people yeah it's a bit weird like and and what you were saying about you know if you go for a drink after work everyone in the pub is similar tends mm. to work in a similar thing yeah dress in a similar way do it and it is a bit like uh it is. It is a series of villages, though. I mean, it's the villages, uh, but they're they're sort of like they're out nobody's in the living in the yeah. <laughs> like, and then but even cent- yeah, yeah. But even central London, they're, they're sort of like they're still it's villages. Areas, they're just yeah. villages that become dead at night. Yes, because nobody lives there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's a funny place. Oh god. But, uh, <laughs> let's let's have a little break and, and regroup and come back. So um right with that off my the main stuff off my chest <laughs> like why so why did why did you move to London work better interesting work more mm. money um the uh, you had to earn you basically needed to be if you're going to commute from Brighton I think even moving to London mm. you need to be at a sufficient level of seniority that you can get enough wages to cover the train right you know like it. Um, but I did, I also, I think it's very nice to know your capital. Mm. I mean, you know, you're talking about going from Brixton to Hackney to whatever, because I cycled everywhere because I, I've, I've, uh, worked in different places. I feel like I know 
fundamentally I can navigate approximately from there to there. Mm. I might know some short, you know, like which part, where things are relative to each other, um, how to get them, some sneaky shortcuts, all yeah. of those kind of things, which I think is nice. It's nice to know your capital city. It is good to know it, yes. And there's and- lots of... There's lots of, you meet lots of different people when you, you know, it's like these places become hubs, don't they? Hmm. And you meet people from everywhere. Yeah. You work, you know, it's like, uh, it is. Like uh, through work, you definitely meet yeah. like everyone. Yeah. Like you're just, yeah. you're just pushed into this um, melting pot of different kinds of people forced to make peace with, yeah. with your differences. And, and that is a wonderful thing about London. Like cycling, if you can do it, like I was just... It is a te- like it's a terrifying idea for most people. The idea of cycling yeah. in London, and um, I don't know, were you one of the, are you one of these people that puts on a suit of armor and a bright red, like a pink helmet and like <laughs> no. cycling uh, no. shorts and all that? Or- I no. I used to go for when I commuted far enough. Mm. I used to go for the staying clothes that dried quickly. So I did have clothes <laughs> to cycle in yeah. rather than clothes that kept me dry. That was my philosophy. Mm of uh, especially you know cycling to lbi yeah you know everyone had their bike stuff drying in the basement in the stinky <laughs> basement but you know it's like it doesn't matter you're gonna have it on for a little while i'm not overly into visibility like i've flip-flopped with the helmet but yeah. generally caution but i'm quite a i don't know own your space sort yeah. of cyclist which here goes down like a lead balloon Everyone drives. There's not zero. Right, they don't give you any. And then, so if you're like holding your, you know how in a in a city they're like, especially none they're like, if you're going to cycle down, like cycle so people can't try and sneak past you. Yeah, yeah, space. Make sure they see you. All that kind of thing. And it's like stay away from the car doors. Like, (laughs) I hate the cycling (laughs) lanes that connect to the car doors. That you're just like one person opens their door and like, god damn it, yeah, you're finished. Um, but you know, I've had those. Fun. I mean, I really the the, the one thing um, I, I think cycling is a brilliant way to get about Me any too. city. But Me London too. is work because it's actually geographically. Yes, you've got all those places you mentioned, all those <laughs> outskirt villages are miles apart. But you know, a fifty-minute bike ride is you know it it actually can be quite pleasant. You know, like a, yeah, it's, podcast it's a, in one ear, like that's what I how I used to do it. But like I, and I, I definitely agree. Like, sorry, but but, but yeah. like because I like when I came back from, but like the only time I haven't. So I, I like in terms of my London history, I moved here about two thousand one, and I lived here till what now? So twenty years in this city with one year living in Berlin, and that was like five years ago, six years ago. And what, after coming back from like Berlin, I really like had a new. I just loved, I didn't go anywhere in Berlin, like not on my bike. I just went everywhere on my bike. It was just such a, like, and nothing was ever more than like, even something across town was like maybe 45 minutes away. Like, and most things were like, could be central or they could be somewhere. So you weren't on your bike for very, I mean, it was a lot more cobbled. So you certainly got vibrated more on the bike. But, um, and I, I took that back with me to London. I was like, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mucking about with these tubes anymore these buses i'm just going to cycle everywhere but like it's it's just that uh like to start off with i didn't want to cycle in the central london but then i got a job that made me have to cycle through soho every day and that was like okay well that's now i've got no choice and i've just got to do it so i got practiced at that which i would never have done but i'm not someone that wants to put a helmet on or do all that stuff because i don't like this idea that cycling is this sort of 
danger sport. It should be something that's normal. And there's a brilliant video by Jay Foreman, like, why isn't cycling normal in London? Why is it, like, so many... Like, I wish it was like these other cities where it's just people on their bikes, not, like, people in Lycra, like, cycling around, like, shouting at people who are, like, you know, driving past them. Um, But I just... it's, It's 50 minutes, it's an hour, it's an hour and 10 minutes, which I embraced to start with. And I did have a commute for a few weeks, um, like a couple of months where I'd go like an hour each way to Tower Hill. And I got into a zone with that. There was a podcast I listened that had like 200 episodes that I just kind of got through all of those. Just one ear, just like, I, I'm still aware, but I don't, like some people cycle with noise cancelling headphones and I'm like, yeah, what I are you doing? What yeah, are yeah. you doing? Um, but um, I just, but then like, I did it at night and I just, there is a cost to it. Like I like injured my like hamstrings cycling back from Hackney Wick for some like night out. And like ever since then, I'm like, it's not just I can't just I can't always justify getting on my bike for an hour to go somewhere and then on my bike for another hour to come back because it is just a little bit too far. And then if there's I don't know if you if you kind of like lose concentration for a second, it can have consequences that are really bad. And I never felt that way in Berlin. And um. I think it's just it's just not quite viable London that way. And I think well, I, yeah. Go on. Sorry, maybe uh, maybe Ubers everywhere is the way to do it, but that's stupid as well. No, I um I do uh, having a Brompton mm. which I thoroughly yeah. enjoy. I, again, I thought that was a load of nonsense until I so I borrowed one. Yeah. S- same as my introduction to the um, the Kindle. Um, I but it is brilliant because you can sling it in a taxi if you're tired. Yeah, and that I think that's the big. Or you can put it in a on a bus or put it on in a train tube, yeah. and on the train. It's like that. I think that makes a big difference on that right. sort of tiredness. Am I feeling freaked out? Mm. Do I just want to get there? Do I want to not expend any energy? Sort yeah. of point. Like but you're like, yeah. But when I think, you got I it, think, you feel like you can't get off it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, God. I mean, I my because I'm not huge, My rate when I had a racer, that could fit in a black cab. Right, and yeah. many black cabs would let you put yeah, your bike yeah. in the back. Um, so uh, so I'm, not, I'm not averse to going, oh, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Taxi! <laughs> so, but, uh, but I think that, I think though, uh, I do think it, I think there's something, it's, I love the feeling. It is, it is a great feeling when it's like, like, the freedom, the, the, you know, like the, I, and I, the things that I love about London, like if I, if I come, coming up from Brighton, come into Victoria Station and now I need to go somewhere for work, Mm. pretty much anywhere I need to go is going to lead me through St. James's Park, Buckingham Palace, Trafalgar Square, Covent Garden. These are beautiful places. Yeah, you get to go through some some amazing parts some real proper you know people travel to come to these sites and you're just like walking to work I mean when I was um when I was pregnant I had a job uh, on High Hoburn Mm. and so I'd walk it's like a 50 minute walk but it was a beautiful walk Mm. through there was no ugly bit (laughs) (laughs) it was like yes look, look at me this is my walk to work how amazing this is, is this? This is very true. This is definitely a good point. Like when my my commute, it like it literally took me past Buckingham Palace every day and through Hyde Park, through that like lakes and like it was just a really yeah. nice nice route. Um, I'm seeing some red. I hope this uh, stream is okay. Um, but also like. But I think in terms of, like walking is another thing. Like my best, my favourite period of living in London would have to be when I lived um, in Shoreditch, like near the top of Brick Lane, and like. 
I uh, like I did this like what's your walking distance walking score of your area and I put it into this website and it was like a hundred like you can walk to everything and like just being able to go to do my Christmas shopping I could walk to Spitalfields Market and do like two trips I could go to the shops to buy some jeans and try them on at home and bring them back <laughs> like and yeah, yeah. It, and people would go out around there and people would I would bump into people I would see people and and if I if I had like uh, you know I got invited to do some talks about my app and like that it would be like in the area because that's where all the cool companies were so I'd just yeah, have yeah, to walk yeah. around there and it was like 10 minutes away and that was a great that was a great um that was a great period that but th- there's also that feeling like maybe I'm 10 minutes from the station but my 10 minutes walk is through Spitalfields Market and through like yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. shops and nice place. things yeah, yeah. Liverpool Street and it's like a really nice place um and so that's that's something like where I am now, like it's ten minutes to the tube, but the walk to the tube is like grim. It's like Harrow Road. <laughs> it's just like, and so th- this area, I just I I couldn't commit to doing without a bike because I just need to get out of the range of. It's weird because it's like quite central, but it's sort of a weirdly forgotten zone of like I don't know. Um, and if anything, it will become El- Edgware Road, I think, eventually. But um, it's it's a strange place. But just this feeling of like, yeah, I don't mind if my time to travel somewhere is taken up with beauty, <laughs> like feeling yeah, yeah. like you get a cab, even some like you can get a taxi from South London to North London and you sort of coming across the bridge and all the lights and all the all the fantastic things that you yeah, can yeah, only yeah. get in London. And that's I, I don't mind that. But it's, it's like it's more like I've got to go around the top of London through Cricklewood to freaking I don't know, to get somewhere. It's just like that's where I'm like, I, <laughs> this is not giving me anything. <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah. I do. I do think. I think on that whole quality of life in London, I think that's tricky unless you have moved out to a particular place. Like I know there's. I've, I've got groups of people that have like moved to Walthamstow or Crouch End or what mm. have you. But and that's like that. That is a, there's a life around that. Yeah. And, but they all have to commute in, commute to somewhere. Though I suppose that's a big change recently. Mm. But I think that. There's other things that I think are harder in London, like getting a doctor's appointment yeah. or life is harder in London. You know, life stuff, life admin, life stuff going harder. to the shops, doing the thing, you know, doing normal stuff. You know, just li- life admin, I think, is the best summary of it. But but I've also like, you know, think about working in Millbank Tower. Yeah. You know, never mind the circumstances, yeah. <laughs> but the actual view. Yeah, yeah. The walk along the river, yeah. the being so close to the Tate Britain and yeah. being able to go in and have, you know, lunch there. And London, going, well, you've got going, money as well. Going, go on, go. going at lunchtime, going, oh, why is there no clock in this kitchen? And then going, oh, Big Ben's visible out the yeah, window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why there's no clock in this kitchen. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it's you know, like, you know, these are like, but I think also being able to... Um, I think London is has a lot of loveliness to offer you, especially if you've got some money and cash to burn. But I, I kind <laughs> of sometimes worry, like only if you've got money. Like I, I couldn't like I like the idea of living in Shoreditch now is like I mean I, I sort of took over a flat that maybe I got a slightly less rent than I might otherwise have been pl- paying. But like you are just trapped like in your job trapped in the sort of like the middle class cycle of like i've got to be earning x like all this money all the time just to stay afloat and that is that is that is the feeling of london for most people you got to sort of you know i'm like i just said before like my laptop i just pulled this off the shelf next door this laptop stand that I, i think cost me like 80 quid and there was a period in my life where that was like yeah 
because I was earning so much money just because I had to, because my rent was like two grand or like 1500 quid, like in that kind of area. Um, that it just didn't seem like anything to just spend money on stupid stuff like that. Uh, but now that I'm like living like on the on on the bare minimum, trying to sort of build my business and get things going, and not have any of those, not be sort of stuck in that like treading water state. Yeah, it's yeah. like the idea of like so much money goes into. It's, it's so expensive and it's really hard to do anything without having money. I mean, when I started, I, I had a job in London Borough of Newham, and I used to just have to like. Um, I used to get like the zone two and three travel card and just kind of sometimes just go through central London and just like I'm saving money on travel cards every day because it's the only way to get to work. And like some like it sometimes I'd forget and just have to walk behind someone at the turnstile and stuff like that just to get to work. And um, so like with with no money, it is a it is not a friendly place. No, 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 no not at all. No. no. Um, let's have a break. So, that, I mean, there's a lot to love about London and there's a lot that couldn't happen anywhere else, I think. Sometimes you go to some of these European cities or some of these cities some elsewhere, these... you're like, what is this? It's like three blocks and then it's over. Like London, like, you can walk from yeah, one yeah. end of London, like you'll see about 37,000 different things and that'll change every day. It's like, it's, it's, it is a, like on the scale of things... Like, even compared to... Like, I haven't been to loads of big cities, but, like, thinking about Hong Kong. Like, Hong Kong's, a, like, an impressive city. On, uh, actually, like, I think I prefer it in some ways. But I, 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 th- there's less of that sort of, like... What I like about London and what made me fall in love with London was that people seem to be, like, awake. <laughs> and all of these... I think because I'm quite an anxious person, like... This like, and I look both ways to cross the road, and like, I'm worried about dangers that probably in a small village, and very rarely gonna like actually happen. In London, I'm like standing on the Central Line platform. And there's this train coming like six inches from my face that could kill yeah. me if I just took a wrong step. I'm like, finally, my anxiety has a place where it makes sense. <laughs> but, um, but it's 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 a place that. Um, it's it's like it's alive and when you sort of come from somewhere a bit too sleepy it's like oh thank god like people are actually like i can actually like work as hard as i want to work which can like my the problem with berlin for me was like i like there's a certain amount of of work i enjoy uh, that just wasn't really compatible with that city i just ended up making more work for myself and turning it into this like introspective thing because most people don't really need to work as much as i like to work and they're just like you know they're doing the hedonism and, and it was just didn't wasn't really a great fit for me on that level um london yeah it's got all the things here <laughs> all the things it really had there's not there's no there's no shortage of and this is what i mean about having money to spend like the dinners you can eat the drinks you can drink the the in the in the views that you can drink yeah. and eat them in the uh the stories the difference the sort of edginess of some places mm. or the different styles the opulence of others the art the the you know the different theater comedy uh, music like anything that you want to do you really you can you can just fill your time and Mm. it's i think it's a wonderful city a brilliant city 
to walk through on your own, like walking through on your own. There is just so much to see and so many different people to look at and be part of. Mm. I love it. In that way, I absolutely love it. Mm. I love the parks. It's like, you know, New York has got got Central Park, but that's about it. Mm. London, it's just, you know, every every civilised amount of time, there's another lovely park. Yeah, and there's another amazing park with this well-established, well-kept park. With yeah. you know, it's just it's like it is historical big, architecture it is, surrounding it. You know, <laughs> like and we can we can go through. Yeah, we can go through the you know what was what was stolen. What it's so full of like iconic imagery. It mm. is. It, it, you know, it's like it's a postcard. It's walking around in it. It's been there it's, for a long time. It's just. I, I think it's a. Uh, yeah, you see, there's it's got, yeah. Like everything's it, happening you know. here. In in, I mean, I I do want to talk about good things about London, but there, there is this idea that it being in London is this nebulous concept of London. But the sad reality of it is, if you if I live in Maida Vale and one of the best comedy clubs is in London, it, like, but it's in Greenwich, like that that it might as well be in liverpool (laughs) i agree yeah but but, uh, yeah of course there is that and then you ask yourself okay all this theater is available but how often do you go or how often do you make a point of going and and in fact i've come up to london to do more things even to some extent than i have when organizing when i live there but i also think like it represents a time in my life where i was full on live like like you say working really hard going out partying drinking um you know all sorts of like i mentioned drinking probably too. it is that <laughs> well, sort of was, like let's, let's let's do this let's 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 try let's this stuff. let's do this let's i think that was one thing when i when i quit drinking and like i'd go to the pub with people and and they just wanted to stay till closing time i'm like we could go somewhere else we could see some more stuff like why don't we do that like we're in islington we're in angel we're in we're in somewhere interesting like i've heard about this thing and or you can see something really that you would not see anywhere else and it's just normal um um and if you have got money you get to there's this thing of like you yeah you can go to like the scala or like some of these venues and see some acts but it it is you are like herded in like cattle maybe covid just will change that forever i don't know like some of these places like you see a band but and you're like there's nowhere to move <laughs> like and you and you sort of go you see there's a little balcony and you go oh, yeah you need the money to be able to go in the vip section just to get a normal experience of this of this event and and you realize that there's this stratification of london that you you really need to like spend like a lot more money just to get something that you might this this might be normal anywhere else because yeah, yeah. it's it's like there's so, there are a lot of people here and there a lot of people want to go to that gig or don't want to go to that you know it's 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 pretty intense like if you want to get a ticket to something you better buy it straight away like if there's a big band playing um and then you're oh, yeah. going to be like not treated like a human being when you go in. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I, yeah, I wonder if if I'd have worked anywhere else between my, you know, how was I? Maybe twenty three when mm. I went started working there, and then all the way till you know the COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like a, um, it represents a time 
I wonder if you, you know, I would have as, I I'm surely would have as much affection for any city that I spent that period of my life in. Mm. But I think that London does, you know, even having friends like Andre and being able to hang out in Kensington, yeah, I yeah, live yeah. like a, mo- a faux, faux life of wealth. You know, like <laughs> there's, there's people here, we're going for pizza and Adamant is at the next table, right, yeah. you know, like yeah. that is cool that you can follow noel gallagher through like yeah, tesco yeah, yeah. Well, you, like, can, like, <laughs> you can sit in uh god where what was that um uh, you know in shoreditch in the when i got had my my first jobs you know you'd be there with like um yeah there's all the pulp people you know there's just yeah. like oh even where we are which feels like sort of a bit like nowhere like 10 five minutes from our house like david harbour like was walking around through tesco's i'm like he's what a marvel mega star now not to mention stranger things it's like flipping heck and you're like ah, oh, it is london like yeah, but then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> we watched this film um i would recommend it yesterday on a uh, netflix it's that the premise is there's a global blackout and everyone f- f- that doesn't remember that the beatles existed it. yeah and yeah, it was, yeah i've watched it, was it. it's brilliant good. it's brilliant and there was uh, but there was it's got like ed sheeran in it but there, there, there is that thing of like maybe if you do live like in dorset or whatever that there probably are famous people around there as well having a nicer time than they would in central london where they're getting in and out of cabs and like hiding and only going to really expensive restaurants and and that kind of thing but um definitely in terms of in terms of what is available to you like as a rich it's a great place to live as a rich person like it's probably unparalleled if you've got the money like london is the place to be and and which is um uh or if you think, or if you're at least not worried about creating capital for yourself, and you're you're getting paid a lot of money in your job, and you're just happy to spend it, then it's a, it's a good place to be as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you want to actually build your own wealth, then it's it's a lot harder. Trickier. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the one I think one of the other things that I have loved about London, it, I, I, but I think this is a British thing mm. actually, not a London, but London. Yeah embodied it for me is this you know that i think britain is incredibly tolerant of you doing your own thing in terms of style or look or or politics or you know like you you can if you want to protest something in london it's very easy to get organized or become part of something Mm. that you want to protest and I think that, and you can, you're doing it in a visible place. You mm. are in Parliament Square. I know they're trying to stop us all from doing that at yeah. the moment, but they but you know, like it's it's there. You can make your statements, and you're allowed, or you used to be able to. <laughs> you're allowed to, and it's part of how it works. It's part of the city's job to support yeah. all that. And I, and yeah. I think that was that's another thing that I've always sort of cherished about London, which I think this bill is killed off is it actually gone through i think it has oh i think God, i'm, trying I'm to cry only half looking we'll, at we'll it, link to that is, we'll link to it and, and find out but there's that bill that the tories I should know to... but i'm just like it's hard I'm to dipping stay on top into of news. everything anyway I'm let's dip- yeah. I, let's clip it
didn't sound as good as I remembered. Um, <laughs> right. Believe it or not, from what that was, um, I'd, like I, you know, when I was, when I, before I moved to London, I, I moved down because it was the place to be as a band. It was a place to get discovered as your band. And I had my band and we were excited. We were going to move down to London, like, um, because of the tragedy with my mother, my granddad, and uh, I did have a little bit of money that I was burning a hole in my pocket um, that I inherited from my granddad that let me move me and my friend down into a flat in Hackney. Um, so I don't, don't think I could have done it without, <laughs> without that. Um, but we, we came down to do the band and... Um, uh, and like music, that music has always been the number one reason that I provided for for wanting to live in London, um, because there's just opportunities here that there aren't anywhere else. Um, so twenty years in, I, I feel like I've been as close to that kind of like major mainstream music production thing as anyone could be. Like when I was, you know, I, I was. Uh, like in a sustained way i had my studio in um in in hammersmith and there was literally like label like artist management for like some some huge artists like the husband like the partner of the island records owner who's like my dream label probably when i thought about it and like um and but i just the overriding sense and and this i think this applies beyond music to everything in london is this absolute cynicism of the place the absolute oppressive monetization and cynicism and the way that manifests for you in a band is you ask a, a like a promoter you, you kind of send your demos to this promoter and then they deign to give you a slot on their night where band showcase night where there are five different bands playing back to back on a conveyor belt like singing their hearts out and there's about eight people in the audience <laughs> and you have to like you're not getting paid anything for it and there's like the money on the door is all going to this promoter who's just like like harvesting the dreams of these musicians that are coming through the city because there is an infinite supply of wannabe musicians coming through right. the city and that just means you're just ripe for being like exploited things like there's this one company that like you get they put you on they put you on the show you don't get paid and then also they're taking pictures but you're not even allowed those, but you have to pay them for the pictures that they've taken of your gig that you paid. And it's just absolutely, I think like you see it with like modeling agencies and all these things, people come down with the dreams and there is just a cynical system to just harvest you and spit you out. And I don't know that anyone's actually finding success through that conveyor belt, but if you come from a small village or like a, the like the provinces into the city of London, it is just going to like ruin. It's just going to like just rinse you out. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to realise that your dreams aren't nothing and no one cares. And you just have to have a normal job in marketing. Like, it's like or you're just going to like go under. And that... Yeah. That combined with and another perspective on that is like, I just remember see, being in Berlin in Mouse on Mars' studio. Yes, that was the greatest weekend of my life. No, <laughs> it was a good weekend for me. But just being in their studio and going, like seeing this little empty space in the middle, like this atrium thing that I couldn't tell if you could get out to it. So, so that's a nice place for a barbecue. And I probably told this. And then like you go, why am I... Like I see one, like I see like three square meters of space, and I'm like, oh, that would be a nice place to hang out. And it's like, or you just go out the building, and you're on the front of the river, and there's a, like all this nice stuff and scenery and nice things. Why would you go in there and set up a barbecue? Because I'm from London, and like every square 
foot is cordoned off and monetized and you can't go in it unless you pay and it's it's uh like it and if you want anything nice you gotta pay twice as much and that whole thing again it's just like there's no like there's no people that don't know what they've got right there's no family businesses that don't know what they've got anymore they're just doing a good job because they love it and they don't need to rinse you out and be really cynical with you. Anyway, I just talked for 10 straight minutes and I'm going to let you well, talk. Well, no, no. I think, uh, I think, yes, I think a lot of what you're talking about is modern life, but London sort of uh, crystallises it. It's like this distilled, the good and the bad and everything all in one place. And it's like, uh, it's just so... It's, yeah, I think I think it's it is a hard place to live, but it's an easy city to love. I think it's just full of joy, as well as misery, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's things that yeah couldn't happen anywhere. Except that, but no, they couldn't. But there, but there's like a, there's a, yeah. I, I mean, it makes I, I, everywhere I'm, I'm, else look a bit provincial. And, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a there's a, anyone listening from Rome. Mm. Uh, I mean, Rome seemed yeah. like quite like easy. Like it seemed. I, I mean, I was there when it was just opening up from lockdown, so it wasn't like super crowded. And but London is uptight. You know, you were talking about the cynicism. It's all yeah. that affects every job. When you say, "Oh, just a normal job in marketing," I don't think there is one in London. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What like you mean? where you, you know, if you like, it, everyone's like kind of like rabid with their sort of like I've got to London I've got to make this work I've got mm. to manage I've got to make enough money to stay in London I've got to be more it's yeah, like yeah. it's like everyone is literally and, and figuratively on coke yeah and like, I'm, I'm contrasting that with like being an artist and being a creative person more than like and trying to make a living as an artist more than yeah. like and what to me that getting a job in marketing means suddenly the most important thing in the world to me is whether this shampoo has the right creative on the first stage of the campaign and I'm going to work till 10 o'clock at night every night because yeah. nothing matters more and I'm never going to go home and and then maybe yeah. maybe I'll be fine like um yeah like the jobs aren't like you have to you can't actually get a job until you're I, I guess it's the same with music like you've got to actually be willing to like sell your soul to it yeah. thankfully not in the way Americans do but I think this is the London is quality. The BBC's come out as quality. The science, you know, qual, there's all these things that are just like done really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's the bit, and that comes also at a price. Yeah, so, you know, if you want to go, I was literally, I was thinking, as you were talking about, I was like, oh, you know, I, I was, all of what you're saying is true. And there's, you know, there's rough sleepers, there's homelessness, it's mm. dirty in places, there's all sorts of stuff going on. And then, but at the same time, like the last time I was able to take my daughter up, we went to the Tate Modern, where it was like there were these wonderful, like they'd just done the Paddington movie and there was mm. all sorts of stuff on the street to do with that. And she was mesmerized and she rolled around in the Tate Britain on the, uh, or, you know, down in the, that, the, the, the hall, which are the turbine hall or whatever it's called, because I've forgotten my words because yeah, it's been 700 it's years since I was in London. <laughs> and then, you know, and we just had an, she was, there's just things for her to look true, at. And it, was, like, it wasn't some lame ass provincial, yeah, like, you can <laughs> one room across. exhibition. <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> you like, can happen across is just incredible. And like, you just don't quite, you just leave the house and you walk around and it's like, oh, wow. 
and um, yeah. there, there, there is definitely that. So, so I, I think I think is what I'm trying to say is that we should end this episode on yeah. a high. Okay, <laughs> it's just my heart with some is love. My heart is. Uh, I'm just trying to decide whether I want to break up with this goddamn city forever, uh, like, like, and just but, move because I just think I want to be in Europe, and I just, I just want that square life i just want that you want square life it's just like yeah. how many more we well, we only get one one or two more chances to move in this life because it takes years to actually create any connections but like i literally saw my friends more when i lived in berlin than i did when i lived in london because they'd made a special trip and they knew i lived there and they'd come and find me like yeah. and it is so weird but um I, I know you want to leave on a high i, I don't know what the high is for me I, i'm just it's just it's it's breaking my heart this city and i don't know what to do about it so break, breaking up with the city is quite a, I think that's, I, I hadn't, that now you've framed it like that. <laughs> I think we can have a more melancholy end. But I, you know, I, I was, de- you know, I have to, the, the thing that kicked, that tipped me over the edge was when I'd been living in that flat in Hampstead for over a year mm. and uh, somebody had returned my phone bills to the phone company as not known at this address. <laughs> and I was like... Seriously, it's like you are invisible. Mm, it's true. You are, and that that to me was the bit. It's like you know, you say established contacts mm. and networks and pe- friends. Yeah, London. I don't know that that's you know you don't have casual kind of friends with your name. Like you know, right. you talked about you just don't. You just don't. The people the, don't talk to each other. The closest I found was sharing like a block. Uh, but even that, like, you don't know who you're going to get. But then I guess that's the, that's the whole point. <laughs> you don't know who you're going to get when you're getting these sharing places. But yeah, like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> it is tough. <laughs> and we haven't even talked about the uh, the buy to leave stuff. Yeah. But I think maybe we'll save that for another time. And yeah, I'll play the I'm title and music. Google buy to leave. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's end it. like an abusive partner isn't it it's like <laughs> like they give you things they give you a diamond and then they kick you in the face it's like uh no, i mean i don't know what that metaphor was they give you a nice meal and then they kick you in the face repeatedly Whoa. <laughs> but you go but the meal was nice oh, didn't mean it. yeah well, i think it's uh yeah i think it is breaking up with the city that's a big ask we'll see we'll see if it's going to happen I'm, I, I, I think 20 years is probably long enough for me. But I always like look at people that are like, they say, oh, you're going to move out of the city. I'm like, no, I'm going to stay in the city and I'm going to be so rich. I'm going to have a penthouse in London Bridge and I'm going to see everything. I'm going to be, and now I'm like, oh, am I though? <laughs> so anyway, if you like the podcast, go to um, grandpodcast.com. See what's there. Where can people find you around. on the internet? At Ivanka on Twitter is the best place to find me. You can find me at Michael Forrest on Twitter and on other platforms. Um, I, 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 nobody ever does any of the call to actions, so I'm not going to say them. <laughs> <laughs> Persistence, Michael, beats resistance. Yeah, 173 persists. <laughs> if you're on chat, say hi. Tell us who you are. Um, 
so we'll we'll be back next week and i will be finally back in my studio that, that was a thing like at least I, you know i found a studio is pretty cheap but it's probably still would be cheaper to do it i'd just have a shed if i was in the provinces so i wouldn't even need to pay for it anyway um <laughs> <laughs> let's just say goodbye we'll see you next time bye, bye.